Welcome to RUL 10, your primary source for music, movies, TV, and sports. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome to the first annual Best of 2016 podcast. This is Are You Entertained? I am Trey Alessio, the Dawn of Entertainment, next to the homie Brandon Ogden. Still haven't got you a nickname, yeah, bro. We'll, we'll we need to, to we need to put that, that poll out yeah, on Twitter. For sure. For sure. But we um, we're here and we're gonna break down everything from music, movies, TV, sports to life moments of 2016. Our favorite moments, our top albums, our top TV shows, our top movies. It's gonna be awesome. 2016 may have been a rough year politically or socially. It may have taken away one of your favorite celebrities, but we have to admit that 2016 brought us some of the best entertainment in recent memory. During this podcast, we will share our favorite albums, movies, TV shows, sports, victories, and entertainment moments from 2016. This is the first annual Are You Entertained Best of Podcast. All right. Now, we're gonna start out in the music category. We are going to break down breakout artist from 2016 and or breakout artist going into 2017 so however you interpreted that um so how we're going to do this we are going to break it down we're going to reveal it chronologically backwards back and forth so i'm going to reveal my just for example number 10 brand's going to reveal his number 10 then we're going to do nine nine we're going to go like that um, for breakout artists, I believe we only did three, yep. so we're going to start out there. Now, like I said, I picked uh, people who had a pretty good 2016, but I think are going to have really big 2017, so that's kind of how I interpreted the breakout artist. Um, so my number three breakout artist is Saba. He is a Chicago rapper. He's heavily involved with Chance the Rapper. He was on Angels, his hit, one of his hit singles. And Saba actually put out his, I don't know if it's an album or a mixtape. Uh, it's on iTunes, so I consider those albums. But it's called Bucket List Project, and I thought it was outstanding. Uh, it didn't quite make my top rap album list, but it's definitely in the honorable mention. It was super cohesive and super good project i definitely recommend it so uh look out for saba in 2017 he had a good 2016 2017 might be on another level <laughs> so that's saba for my number three you could say that they had a they had a really good 2016 and you could say that 2017 will be even better for him and that was uh, the the group 21 pilots uh, of oh. course their big song was heathens yep. that took over that was the big uh song on the suicide squad um, they had one little EP that came out. They did a lot of like touring and events and stuff like that. So, um, Heathens was the big one that kind of got them there. Mm -hmm. And I think next year they'll take that big leap forward. And they're kind of like alter what you call it? I would alternative, alternative rock, rock. What, alternative, yeah, um, alternative with a little bit of rock, but also like a mix of pop. Sure. So, Heathens is a really good song. Yeah. That's that's a good pick. All right. Um, so my number two. So obviously. We have the mainstream guy, kind of <laughs> yeah. the rap and or R&B guy. <laughs> That'll so, be the theme throughout the music. That, that's okay sure. though. That's 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 good. We need we need a variety of things. So my number two breakout artist is No Name. Uh, she is a rapper from Chicago as well. She's heavily involved with Chance the Rapper too. Um, she put out her mixtape Telephone, which is just outstanding. Really lyrical, really deep, and a great message on there. 
Positive Vibes. I always love that. She also performed on SNL with Chance uh, a few weeks back, so that was really good. Uh, she had a great 2016. Uh, she also headlined a tour, which was very, very cool. I think she even made it to uh, Iowa, where we're from, but uh, I didn't end up going to see her, unfortunately. But she is going to have a big 2017 Look out for no name. No name. No uh, name. And that takes me to my number two, which is similar to 21 Pilots. Um, and they're actually up for their, uh, the Grammys Best Breakout Artist, and that's the Chainsmokers. Okay. Uh, absolutely killed it this year with uh, their EP Collage. Excuse me. Um, their big uh, song was uh, Closer. Closer. Everybody that's all over the radio. Yeah. Like every time you get in the car, it's on. You can't get in the car right. without hearing it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a good song. So. Another kind of that alternative music uh, with a little bit of like pop vibe. They have like the little like techno dubstep mm-hmm. theme throughout all of their music. Um, a really, really good 2016, like solid. Like it seemed like they were all over the place. Um, in 2017, I think again, like 21 Pilots, they'll take that next step forward. In a previous podcast, didn't you say, did you say they're going to win the Grammy would, for yeah, the best new artist? I think so. so you, okay. All right. Good pick. All right. My number one breakout artist is my boy Sylvan LeCue, super underrated. He needs love. Show the man some love. Listen to his music. Um, He originally put out Searching Sylvan. That wasn't this year. That's a few years back. But he came back this year with Far From Familiar. Very good. Best. I would honestly go out there and say one of the best storytelling rap albums of this year. Um, He headlined his first tour. He put out, I think, three or four self-produced singles that were very, very good. And he, uh, I personally think he should have made the double XL list. Really talented artist, and I actually have a little story about him. Uh, so I think his brand, his brand is a Wise Up Company. That's kind of his motto is Wise Up. And uh, I think they put out a little post on Instagram or Twitter or something. I can't remember. And uh, they were looking for interns or just people to help out with their brand for social media and video, whatever. So I reached out, I emailed them. I got an email back um, personally from Sylvan. I was supposed to have a phone interview that kind of fell through. Um, they're based out of Oakland. I, I kind of gave the heartfelt um, email, like, if you're willing to take a chance on a guy from Iowa, mm-hmm. I would be willing to relocate, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that kind of fell through, but um, it's kind of cool. I still have the screenshot of me and Sylvan kind of going back and forth, so that was really cool. But I'll, you know what? I'm still going to support the music, even <laughs> if you didn't hire me as an intern. So uh, go check out Far From Familiar. Sylvan LeCue, bound to have a great 2017. And mine's a little bit of a surprise in the sense that, once again, I looked at it more from the mainstream media. And that's we need that here. Right, and obviously to rap fans, everybody knows who this is. But this year he really exploded on the scene and kind of took over the rap game, and that is the one and only Chance the Rapper. Oh. He, the coloring book, I think, is you're going to see it's pretty high on my uh, albums list for All 2016. Right. Um, completely shut the game down with uh, joining on Kanye's Life of Pablo, coloring book. He was everywhere. So I thought he really made that big step to the mainstream. Oh, yeah. So that is my number one breakthrough artist for 2016. You could honestly say Chance the Rapper won 2016. Yeah, you he, could. he killed it. He, he killed it. Um, all right, so now let's move into songs. This was super hard for me. Yeah. We originally put uh, top 10 songs. I think I have like 
25. <laughs> I only did 10. <laughs> I, did, I did 10. I did 10 and then some honorable mentions that I'll just go. say. Uh, but we'll start off with our number 10. So I just got done talking about my boy Sylvan LeCue. I had to show him some love in the song category. My favorite song off of Far From Familiar is Loner. It's the intro track and it is really, really good, super deep. It'll put you in your feels and uh, it's just a good song to vibe to. So Loner by Sylvan LeCue. Check it out. My number 10, once again, back to the mainstream, this one spent weeks and weeks at number one, and that is One Dance by Drake, Ooh. coming in at okay. number 10. One Dance. I need a one dance. All right. My number nine, I'm going to go Sidewalks by The Weeknd featuring mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar. Right. Um, really, really enjoy that song. It's uh, This was one of The Weeknd's more poppy albums, and yep. this song kind of deviates from that a little bit. It's a little more rap-influenced. Uh, even the weekend kind of wraps in the song, but I really enjoyed this one. Number nine, Sidewalks. And mine goes to one of the breakout artists that I had, and that's 21 Pilots, and that is Heathens, the song from Suicide Squad, the song that really uh, brought put 21 Pilots on the map. So that is my number nine song. Is the song better than the movie? Question mark. Oh, probably. Oh. <laughs> A lot of people didn't like it. All right, all right. Number eight for me, Tabernacle. This is kind of a sleeper pick, and uh, maybe a lot of people might not know this song, but it's uh, Tabernacle by Royce the Five Nine. Royce. This song might be the best storytelling song of the entire year. So this man, he his mom or no, he had a son born. His grandma died, and he met Eminem all in the same day, and wow. he talks about it in the song. So that kind of changed his life. Really, really deep, emotional, real-life song. So I'd go check that out. Tabernacle by I Royce. I think that's what Royce is good at, too. Oh, yeah. Being part of that, you know, with Eminem, who is probably the greatest storyteller in rap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's taken a lot of lessons from Royce. So that's a perfect fit for him. Definitely. My number eight is another one that was all over the radio all year long. That's Lucas Graham's Seven Years. Love it. Uh, a good song. I'm actually personally not a huge fan of it. Yeah. I think it's like a weird song. So so pause real quick. So this is more so. It's not you that think this isn't these aren't your favorites. List. These are right. what you think the top songs yes. are. This okay. Is, yes. All right. That's Absolutely. fair. That's fair. Okay. So um, stay tuned. Seven Seven Years is on my list. It's actually a little okay. higher. I really like that song. Uh, but number seven for me is Drug Dealers Anonymous by Pusha T and Jay Z. Um, Jay Z, this might be one of the best verses of the year. Like I said, and again, this this is much more rap influenced right. and kind of more of my favorite songs. But uh, Drug Dealers Anonymous, Jay Z rapped like crazy on this song, and um, Pusha T is just insane. Really looking forward to that King Push album. So, uh, Drug Dealers Anonymous, number seven for me. Right. My number seven goes to the Beebs, and that JB. is Sorry. That song was. Everywhere, yep. all over the radio. Blew up the charts. One of the the biggest songs of 2016, without a doubt. Um, very lyrical, very actually very deep too as well. So I thought a very good song. Um, I actually do enjoy that one. So that was it. You know what? JB may be an ass or a, an asshole, yeah. but uh, he makes good music. He does. So he does. he's really. You, you, you I like, I've always hated Bieber, but I thought Purpose this year. Which is another one that's going to be very high on my 2016 albums. Okay, I thought that was a, a very good album, and it had a lot of really recognizable songs. That all right, there you go. 
Um, we're we're on six. number six. Okay, "How Great" by Chance the Rapper, mm. featuring Jay Electronica. Um, really great song. I, I just like how Chance the Rapper incorporates uh, religious themes mm-hmm. in his in his album. Uh, you know, kind of before that, it wasn't really cool for rap to do that. Um, Chance kind of put that on the map. Um, really enjoy that song. Uh, the only beef I have with that song is it takes like two minutes to two get into the actual minutes. song. Yeah. So that's kind of annoying, but uh, you could go to church and sing that song, oh, yeah. so it's kind of cool. Um, really enjoy that. Plus, I always feel like whenever Jay Electronica is on a, like a, a vert, like he's just featured, mm-hmm. I always think he has a great verse. Like I've never heard a verse from him on a feature where I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, I yeah. always think he kills it. I mean, he comes out of his cave. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like he saves up for that one yeah, verse. Exactly, and he, kills it. <laughs> he does a verse a year, and it just goes insane. Yeah. All so. right, my number six is from Drizzy. Ooh. That is Hotline Bling. Okay, two Could Drake songs. Couldn't go anywhere without the the dance. You know, yep. the song. It was all over the place. Can you do the dance? I'd prefer not to. I can hit the dance. Then the uh, the SNL did the parody of it with like the dad dancing. Then Trump was doing it. Yeah. So it was, uh, that song was everywhere. It was all over the place. Uh, uh, a funny song, funny dance. Uh, and it was really one of those like high vibes, high energy uh, sure. songs from Drake that usually like you don't really see. For sure. All right, we are on number five. Yes. Seven Years by Lucas Graham. There That's where this one makes it for me. Um, it kind of it's kind of played out now because we've yeah. heard it so much on the radio. But I really think this is a good song, super deep, super introspective, and uh, it's a great vibing song. Yeah. I like it a lot. And number five for me is another one that I like to vibe to, and that is, this is another one from the breakout uh, artist, and that's the uh, Chain Smokers, and that's Closer. I there love that go. song. Every time that comes on radio, <laughs> I got to turn that one up a little bit. Uh, I love that was, it. Uh, really put Chain Smokers kind of over the top this year. Uh, put them onto the scene. So that is my number five. All right, number four, I have to show some love to my boy Cole World, J. Cole. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put Change. That's my favorite song from that album. I think that one, maybe, I don't want to say the most radio-friendly because I think Deja Vu might be, but uh, Change is just my favorite just because uh, it's really deep and it also is the first time we hear about his uh, drug-dealing friend who kind of shows up later on the right. album and uh, really enjoy that song. All right, my number four is Rihanna and Drake, and that is Work. Ooh, that's a banger. Okay. One of, that is actually one of my favorite songs of 2016. Okay. That song comes on, everybody starts dancing, you know? Definitely. Uh, you know, also R.I.P., the Rihanna and Drake uh, relationship is Drake. He's with was, J-Lo He's with now. J-Lo. Weird, so. but okay. All right, number three, we have the dreamer, Anderson Pack. This is my boy, he is definitely a nominee for MVP of 2016. I'll at least say that. And this is my favorite song from uh, the album Malibu. So go check it out. The Dreamer by Anderson Pack. All right, my number three. Uh, this one was hard for me to write down because I really don't enjoy this song. But you, <laughs> but took, but you appreciate it, how everybody else yes, likes the song. But it okay. literally took over the entire world, and that is Panda. Panda, Panda. <laughs> I hate that song. Wow, but up for number three up for you. Number wow. three, just okay. Think about. I mean, you can't go anywhere when people are like Panda. It's a number. Panda, it was a number is, one is, hit is, for is uh, for a long time. time so. Long time. So that is my number three for the year. Okay. All right. Now we have number two. I'm gonna go blessings by Chance. Okay. This is the first blessing. First blessing. Technically, there's two blessings, not the reprise. The first one, although the reprise is very very good. I'm going the first one. So when he first premiered this on. 
It wasn't SNL. I think it was uh, it was a late night show. Maybe Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. I think it might have been Fallon. Uh, the live version just it touched me in a weird right. way. It was so good. It was and like I, it goes back to the religious themes and the music. I kind of like that. I like how it's rap. It just has a little bit of everything for me, and it's a very very deep song. And that's what I'm looking for in music. And uh, two chance songs on the top ten yeah. list for me. Well, here is my. I have another. My number two is also the second song from an artist on okay. my list, and that's that cool. is "Love Yourself" by Biebs. JB, you got two Drake kinda, and two JB. Yeah, kind of the okay. the the this song to Selena Gomez was yeah. kind of like the rumor, you know. Uh, another song that I really like this song. Yeah, and it's all over the radio still. Now, isn't did Ed Sheeran like write this? Because he honestly so. sounds like yeah, Ed Sheeran in yeah. this song. It's something like that. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure on the specifics, but. So my number two is Love Yourself. Good song. JB. Good song. All right. My number one song of 2016. Drum roll. Oh! Ultra Light Beam by oh. Kanye, Chance, and the Dream. Can't go wrong there. You can't go wrong there. It, we're going back to the religious. I don't know. Something about 2016, I just like positive, uplifting, right. good music that you can smile to. And Ultra Light Beam, you can't go wrong there. One so. of the best. Probably in my mind the best Chance the Rapper verse oh, that you yeah it, it honestly might be the best yeah, verse of it 2016. Was, it was, he it was just awesome. stepped up for it. By far my favorite song on Life of Pablo. Yeah, my number one. Dun dun. Black Beatles. Oh, the mannequin challenge. You couldn't go anywhere wow. without the mannequin challenge. It wow. was there. even Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys wow. were doing the mannequin challenge. All right, so I like just it. From uh, you know, the point that everybody's heard it, it's all over the place. That was a surprise for me yeah, out of you. Yeah. I like it, though. So that is my number one song of 2016. I like it. All right. I just want to – can I throw out some yeah, audible mentions? Ahead. I have a ton. Uh, so these are just some songs that didn't quite make my cut, but I still really, really enjoy. We have All Time Low by John Bellion. He's on Logic's label. I don't know if you know who that is. Really good. He actually wrote The Monster for Eminem, mm-hmm. so he's really good. It's All Time Low. It's on the radio right now. I got Heathens by 21 Pilots, Untitled 7 by Kendrick, Through the Late Night by Travis Scott and Kid Cudi, Redemption by Drake, We the People by A Tribe Called Quest, Wrote My Way Out off of the Hamilton mixtape, Scared Money by No Worries, which is Anderson Pack and the producer Knowledge. I threw out Timmy Turner by okay. Designer. Timmy Turner instead of Panda. I have Solo by Frank Ocean. I have Flexecution by Logic. And the season slash carry me by Anderson Pack. So those are my honorable mentions that I vibe to. These are more so kind of my favorite songs. Right. We're doing it a little bit differently, but hey, we got you got to have variation in right. the lists. I like it. All right. Um, shall we move to albums? Albums. This is kind of the big one for music for us. All right. So we are gonna go ahead and do it chronologically backwards, just the same as we did both of the other ones. I'm gonna go number ten. This one, it almost did not make my cut, and you're going to slap me <laughs> on the wrist for this, but Views by Drake. Okay. Views by Drake. I almost put Birds in the Trap, Sing McKnight by Travis Scott over Views. It was a tough decision, but I couldn't get over its commercial success. Like you said, One Dance, Hotline Bling, they blew up the charts. You can't not put it right. in the top ten. So uh, Views, I'm not going to go ahead and say it's Drake's best album mm-hmm. or my favorite Drake album, right. but... It's commercial success. You can't ignore that. So it's in the top ten. Number ten. Right. And for albums, like I don't listen to a ton of albums, so albums was really tough for me. 
Um, number 10, I went with Rihanna's Anti. Okay. Um, I actually really did enjoy this album. A uh, little bit of everything. It's pretty much what you expect from Rihanna, though, nowadays. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it, 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 she didn't underperform or anything like that. So that is my number 10. The only thing I kind of didn't like about that originally is that it was only on title. I don't like when artists yeah. do that. You know, it takes away. Give it to the masses where right. everybody can enjoy. It's a culture. It's an art. Yeah. Give it to the masses. That's one thing I didn't like about that. It ev- eventually went to iTunes and everything, but uh, great album there. Um, so my number nine, this is kind of my hybrid kind of sleeper pick. I'm going to go Dangerous Woman by Ariana Grande, my girl. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, you can't you can't ignore the the hits. They're, they're side to side, I'm pretty sure, is a number one song yeah. right now. Um, Dangerous Woman, the song itself, there's just a lot of hits on that song or that album. And uh, she is the next Mariah Carey. She can sing like crazy. My number nine is Blonde by Frank Ocean. Okay. Just vocally is just a masterpiece. Every time he sings, you're just like... Personally, did you like the album, though? Uh, I thought it was okay. Okay. I, I mean, it's... So it didn't live like, up to the hype for you. Right. To me, though, like, uh, Frank Ocean, it's hard for me to enjoy a full album. Of okay. Just, so it's just kind of more songs. Right. Um, That's fair. But I... But, I mean, you can't get over how vocally just impressive sure. every song no, is. exactly. So that was my number nine. Okay. Well, speaking of Blonde, that's number eight for me. Okay. So, uh, I, like you said, it's beautiful, beautiful music. You can't get over his vocal talent. But uh, it's just a little bit too dense for me to put any higher than number yeah. eight. Uh, you know, from the first song to the last song, I don't... It didn't really hit me like I thought it was going to. Right. You know, there's so much hype for this album. Probably the most sought after album, you know, that people wanted right. in 2016. And, you know, it just didn't hit me like I wanted mm-hmm. it to hit me. I think maybe it was because the whole. It, it, he honestly pulled kind of a troll job. He put out that stream yeah. on Apple Music and everybody thought he was going to just release it. And then he ended up doing the visual album, Endless. And then he kind of, out of nowhere, Under dropped Blonde. Yeah. yeah. So, um,. I don't know if it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, but you know, great music. I it's it's really good. I love it. It's it's good, but uh, just a little too too dense for me to put any higher. So, blonde number eight. My number eight is J Cole's "For Your Eyes." Oh, the reason okay. why I think this one's so low for me right now is one, it's really fresh. Sure. So I mean, I think it's one, and also. With any J. Cole album, for me, it kind of grows on Takes you over time. time. Yeah. So I think this is one that when I look back on 2016, I'll be like, that should have been a lot higher. Mm-hmm. But for now, I have it at number eight. Yeah. That one, again, is very dense. And right. the whole, we talked about it on our last podcast, it kind of has that layered where we don't know if he's talking right. about the drug dealing friend or to his daughter. So right. um, that could make it a little complicated and complex. Mm-hmm. It might not be for everybody. So, All right. Number seven for me. A lot of people might not like that I put this one ahead of Blonde, but I'm going to go Starboy by The Weeknd. Like I said, it was a little more poppy than The Weeknd has done in the past. But I think sonically this song, or this album, excuse me, was just outstanding. You know, there's, it's just... One song can have a million different sounds, and you know, you have Daft Punk on a lot of production. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just thought it was really, really good. It had a lot of hits. Um, you know, Sidewalks was in my top 10 for songs. It's just a lot of great, great songs that will right. be on the charts in the near future. So, uh, 
Starboy, number seven. All right. My number seven, I'm a big country music fan. Okay. This is the only time I could find a country <laughs> album that would fit. So I went with <laughs> If I'm Honest by Blake Shelton. Okay. Um, haven't had a, it, it's, it's sold well. Radio hits wise, it's coming. Okay. It just hasn't quite made it there yet, but it will. Is it fairly new or? It's fairly new. Okay. Yeah. And it was kind of released, um, you know, under the radar. He just kind of threw it out there. Mm-hmm. No one really kind of knew what was happening. So um, one of those that I think 2017, it'll have more success. Okay. But it was a pretty good album for 2016. Cool. All right. We are on number six. I'm going to go The Life of Pablo by Kanye West. Okay. Uh, I think it was beautiful music despite the sloppy, sloppy rollout. And uh, plus Kanye shenanigans this whole year. Right. Um, but you look back and I really do think this is one of his best pieces of work. I don't think it is his best piece of work. I think My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy right. is my favorite. But uh, The Life of Pablo is definitely very, very good. So it's in my top ten at number six. My number six is Darkness and Light by John Legend. Okay. Another, I still haven't listened to this yes, one. Another fairly new album. Um, I preferred it way more than The Weeknd's album. Okay. Um, it's much. It's what you expect from John Legend sure. in a sense. It's going to be more singing than like actual pop songs. Mm. But you also get a chance the rapper Future yeah. and uh, uh, Penthouse. Uh, Did you say yeah. Future? Future's on the song. No, Chance the Rapper. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, feature. Oh, feature. My fault. My, my apologies. Didn't enunciate. <laughs> You're good. Uh, so uh, another one that's fairly new that I think uh, they it, there's one song on the radio. I can't for the life of me think of what that song is right now. Yeah. Um, that's starting to climb up the charts a little bit. So that is my number six. Okay. Number five, I have We Got It From Here, Thank You For Your Service by A Tribe Called Quest. This was 18 years in the making. We have 90s vibes on here and it was politically and socially sound. Very, very good album and it paid homage to the late Fife Dog. So you can't go wrong there. Definitely check it out if you haven't yet. This is one that will grow on you. And uh, if you're a 90s fan, you'll definitely big be a big fan of this one. So uh, we got it from here. Thank you for your service. Number four. And my number five is Lemonade by Beyonce. Wow. Uh, yeah, this one, I've, my top five was really hard for me to, sure. you know, the margin, of, music, margin of error was really small. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Formation was the big one, but uh, everything Beyonce does is just above and beyond it's incredible music. There's yeah. incredible, you know, music videos that go with it. So definitely, uh, Queen Bee didn't miss on this one. So this, that is my number five. Okay, on to number four. For your eyes only by J Cole. Okay. Um, I can't get past the deep message in this, even if it is kind of lost in the shuffle with the drug dealing friend and or um, his own daughter. But um, you know, the the reason why it's a little bit lower than you know you're you probably think I might put it. Is it just didn't hit me as hard as some of these other albums, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, when when twenty fourteen Forest Hill Drive came out, it hit me like a like bricks. Like right. I love that album right off the bat. This one I really enjoyed, but I do think, like you said, it takes some time and it'll grow on me as you know the next year rolls along. But um, right off the bat, I'm putting it at number four. All right, my number four is Life of Pablo. Ooh. You pretty much already touched on everything. Uh, for me, uh, this is Kanye's second best album. I agree. Sure. Uh, My beautiful dark, uh, twisted fantasy. Yeah, is that's kind of like the standard for him. Yeah, uh, and it's really hard to beat. But I thought, for all the craziness that is Kanye West, I thought this album was very, very good. Um, 
I mean, Ultralight Beam to me kind of carried the album. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of other really good songs. So, um, to you got me, famous. You got fade. There's right. a lot of ones that stick out to right. people. So, so that that is my number four album of the year. Okay, number three. We're getting to the nitty gritty. Yep. I'm gonna go Lemonade by Beyonce. Okay. A lot of people think that this could be number one or two. Right. Uh, the reason why it's number three is just because the number one and number two album are just outstanding to me. You can't beat them. But uh, Beyonce, uh, this is on. I think I've said this before. I don't know if on this podcast, but I think this is her version, the female version of "To Pimp a Butterfly," in the regard that it's cohesive. It tells a story, song to song. And uh, really, really to get the full story, I think you do need to watch the the mm-hmm. short film on HBO. It is incredible, and really, I, I kind of have a, a bone to pick with some people about this, just because right off the bat, when we we're in the thick of you know, Lemonade just kind of came out, people were starting to say, "Oh my God, she's gonna divorce Jay Z," blah blah blah. Right. If you actually watch the short film, Jay Z is in the short film, and. People were just kind of throwing it by the wayside, like Jay-Z had no idea this album was going to come out. It's totally directed at him, a diss at Jay-Z, but clearly he know, like right. he knew about it, and cl- he's in the short film in uh, sa- the part the Sandcastles you know, section of the, the short film, so clearly he knew about it, and really at the core of this album, I think the theme is True Love Prevails. Um, you know, yes, he if he did cheat on her, if that was a real thing, then she forgives him, and because she loves him so much, that love kind of overcomes right. that kind of fallback. So I think that's the theme of this album. Um, so even though they are two completely different themes, to Pimp a Butterfly and Lemonade, I think this is her version of that, and really, really great, great album. Um, if you haven't watched a short film, go watch it. So number three, Lemonade. Plus, those two are smart enough to know yeah. how to make headlines. Oh, and exactly. Watch, so, like they're scheming everything Definitely. all the time. Definitely. So, there was even you can talks. never really like believe the rumors. Exactly. With those two. And there was even talks. I mean, obviously we didn't get it, but there was even rumors that Jay Z was going to have a response album. Yeah. But so uh, those, I think that would those be cool. Two know but... how to play the media oh, better, for than sure. and they're both very like tight knit people. They don't let a lot of yeah. stuff out, so and a lot of people just make stuff up. If about you remember when we were in LA, we actually saw yeah. Jay Z, Beyonce. This was before Lemonade came out, right? When but, they were on uh, the world tour together. Yeah, so they were on the world tour on the run. On the that run. was the tour, and um, there were rumors coming out actually when we were in LA like that they were they were staying in different yeah. hotel rooms and they were split. Yeah. And then we went to the show, and you know they even played it during the show. Like, yeah, like she, she did started her own crying, thing and, and then he did the song called "Song Cry." Yeah. And we're like, "Oh my God, they're getting yeah. divorced!" And then at the at end, the they end come they together have, and they're hugging, they're beautiful. kissing. There's yeah. family pictures, so they know how to play it. But uh, but yeah. So my number three is Views. Uh, this Views. is just because once again, I don't think this is Drake's best project. I th- not even. I mean, it, it's cool. It's good music. But, right. It's good music for sure. Like yeah. Um, but it wasn't the best. Like, okay. I mean, I, there was better projects out there, obviously. That's why I have it at number three. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I just thought with how successful this album was and everything that it meant to people, um, and then, you know, throw in a tour with it. I, I just think that part of it elevates it so much for higher sure. than, than what a lot of people give it credit for. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I mean, it broke 
tons of records. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think One Dance is the most streamed song right. on Spotify, you know, just stuff like that. You know, people love the right. music, so you can't ignore that. There's a song on there for, like, every person. Oh, exactly. So. Exactly. Um, all right, moving on. Number two for me, my guy Anderson Pack Malibu. This was a really tough one for me. I really wanted to put this number one, but my number one album, I can't not put it number right. one. Uh, so, you know, it's just smooth, it's fun, it's positive, it's vibrant. It's just, it's very abstract. It's kind of, it's very artsy and it's abstract art in my opinion, but very, very great, great music, very good music to vibe to. I just love it. It's, it's just perfect vibes. Malibu, check it out. So my number two, which I have a good feeling might be your number one, not dun, 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 is... Coloring Book Coloring by book. Chance the Rapper. Yep. Uh, just an absolutely beautiful album, top to bottom. Um, there wasn't really like any songs where I was like, eh, that was just okay. Not really a skip. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like no that, skip. That whole album, it's one of those where like I could listen top to bottom and you know, not put it on a shelf and just play it through. Exactly. Like, just a beautiful album. Uh, Chance is coming out party, I mm, think. For and sure. So that is my number two album of 2016. Okay, number one. Coloring Book. Coloring you got it. Guys. You got it. All right. So uh, Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper. You know, this was just Chance the Rapper's year. You know, he just, he he killed it this year. And this album was the start of that. It's positive. The religious themes in it and the fact that this is just Chance's year. I, I just love it. They're, literally, I have, I have a little story to tell about this album. So literally every morning when I go to work, I listen to Blessings. I listen to The Finish Line. And I listen to the second blessings, just because it puts me in a good mood for the day, and that's what I like in music. I mean, yeah. there's a time and place for everything for the turn up music and the gangster rap albums, but this is just an album that you can listen to and just love life, right. and that's what it's all about. And my number one album, which spoiler <laughs> alert here, I do not like this person, but I cannot ignore how how good this album was. And that is Purpose by Justin Bieber. Dang. That is my number one album okay. of 2016. Obviously, it sold well. Everybody loves Justin Bieber, especially like 12-year-old girls. <laughs> but but like this album had so many, like you could pick off like any song on there and it seemed like it was a hit. Like everybody knew it and everybody was listening to it. Yeah. So Biebs still don't have a fan in me. He's doing numbers though. But that was a very good album. Exactly. All right, now we're going to uh, pay a little homage to the fallen musical artist of this year. A lot of people passed in 2016. It's a sad, sad year for a lot of people. Right. But um, so we'll just go ahead. So you got Prince, we got David Bowie, we have George Michael from Wham, we have Christina Grimmie from The Voice, Frank Sinatra Jr., Len Leonard Conan, um, and Fife Dog. They all they all passed in. 2016 and uh, RIP to all of them. Are there any big memories that you have for many of them? Um, the one that I think is the saddest is uh, Christina. Uh, what's her last name? Grimmy from The Voice. She was the one that was playing on stage and was shot and killed. Yeah, in Orlando. Uh, that, yeah, that's a that's a tragic, tragic thing. Something you you hope. And never she was super young, again. obviously. Yeah, yeah. So that one to me is just really tragic. I think Prince is obviously the headliner. Yeah. that everybody knows about. Um, George Michael, actually, I I don't know a ton of his music, but I listened to some of it. And it was I actually really enjoyed it. Um, the song Faith. It was the beginning of some TV show I used to watch. I can't remember for the life of me okay. what it was, but gotta have faith. Dun, 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 dun. Just very like high energy, positive nice. songs. Nice. 
Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I remember singing uh, "Oh Seven and We'll Watch Them Fall." <laughs> That's like the weirdest Prince song to remember because yeah. it's not his best one. But I just remember listening to that with my family. Uh, Prince, he will be missed for sure. Absolutely. Um, you got Purple Rain. You got uh, the Corvette song. What is it? I don't even know. Yeah. But yeah, the, he just has a lot of hits. I mean, it's before my time, obviously. Right. So that's why I don't know it. Don't hate people <laughs> listening. But uh, RIP to all of them. So, uh, moving along now, we're, let's go, oh, we got, we got MVP. Yeah, we got to do our I, MVP. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's my, all my right. apologies. Um, saved the MVP for last. We saved MVP for last. Okay. So, you want to go first? I'll go first. You go first. Because mine might be a little bit of a surprise to okay. you. Um, again, I went more, you know, with the mainstream and stuff, and that to me, my MVP is, is Drake. Drizzy uh, Drake. I thought he owned 2016 with all the hits, um. He, he slayed Meek Mill over and over <laughs> again. Uh, was the uh, Future album, the little collab album, I think that came out in 2016. Uh, I technically, I think it came out in 2015. Okay. But I mean, still, still had everybody's listening to it in 2016. Right. Those two obviously went on tour and have been doing huge yep. numbers there. Yep. Um, and then, you know, just at the end there, he drops Fake Love, Sneak In, and, and 21. So, I mean, more right. life is coming. So. Right, and more is coming. So to me, Drake just had... Great success throughout the year, probably more money wise than actual art, art beats. Yeah. yeah, you know, like like hits. But um, so to me, the MVP of twenty sixteen goes. Does to he sweep the Grammys though? That's the question. I don't think so. Okay, interesting, interesting. So my MVP, my musical MVP, has to be Chance the Rapper. Right. I I I went back and forth on this one. I really wanted to put Anderson Pack. Um, I just to start out some other nominations that I had: uh, Anderson Pack, Childish Gambino, yeah. and Kendrick Lamar. Childish Gambino, the fact that I mean he put out "Awaken My Love," which we both kind of weren't the biggest fans of, but he also had Atlanta, and he got the role of Young Lando right. in Star Wars, so he, he had he a huge a, year. He have a stand-up special on Netflix, I believe. He pro- probably I does. Mean, so. Yeah, he's just killing it all over the place. Kendrick Lamar, just strictly off of his features, he had. Tons of features, some of which are on the radio with pop sensations like Sia, um, Sia and Maroon 5. So just off of features, you could go Kendrick Lamar. But uh, it was Chance the Rapper's year, so mm-hmm. I could not ignore that fact. I'm just going to reel off some of, the, some of the accolades that he had. Obviously, I just said number one album, Coloring Book. We have Ultra Light Beam Feature Plus. I think he had six, five or six. Uh, the life of Pablo credits. He worked on five mm-hmm. or six. That means he worked on five or six of the songs. Um, he threw out a first pitch of the White Sox, and he kind of had a deal with them where he uh, had put out a hat or something like that. Um, he forced the Grammys to reconsider free music, and he got nominated for seven Grammys. He had a Muhammad Ali tribute at the ESPYS, which he premiered yeah. a new song that hadn't been um, released yet. He came out with a Nike USA basketball uh, commercial with a new song. He had a Kit Kat commercial where he pitched it and he starred in it. He had numerous magazine covers and he created his own musical f- music festival, Magnificent Coloring Day. The man just won 2016 and I can't look past it. Um, so Anderson Pack was a close number two, but Chance the Rapper 2016 belongs to him. I really hope he wins some Grammys because he he, that will it. be that will be changing the music the landscape of music. Right. So, 
Chance the Rapper 2016 MVP. All right, now we can move along to movies. All right. Um, Let's just start by saying this was tough for both of us. Yeah. We, so, we've seen we've seen a few like quite a few movies this yeah. year, but we haven't seen any of like the film festival like gonna be nominated for yeah. Oscar type movies. Let's just say I I know I'm the dawn of entertainment, so I know a lot of movies that come out. I can tell you, you know what's going on in the in the movie world. But I don't make it out to the movie theater as much as I want right. to, partly because I'm half broke, <laughs> partly because, you know, I just don't have the time. I'm working like crazy. So um, I didn't get to see as many movies as I would have liked to. Right. And like you said, I wish I could have seen more Oscar slash Golden Globe nominees. Uh, so a lot of these are kind of franchise right. movies, but it and, is what it is. And I feel like, and I think a lot of people probably feel this way too, it was a pretty down year for like Yeah, it was definitely a musical movies. year. Yeah, it was, and, and like for movies wise, it felt like the superhero, like comic books really kind of took over oh, everything yeah. also. I like, mean, that's you know, what it is Right, now. <laughs> like, so I mean, there wasn't these deep, powerful uh, movies that you've seen in the past. Um, mm-hmm. We're seeing a lot of remakes now, so. Yeah. Anyways, let's let's go ahead and jump in. You want to start? With All right. It? So we we did only uh, five here because yeah. obviously we didn't make it to enough movies to put out a ten list. That would be a lot. Um, but number five for me, Captain America: Civil War. Okay. Got to got to go. I, I have. A I, lot that, of that's on my list too. Okay. That's on my yeah. list. My number five is actually you've probably I don't know if you've ever even heard of it. So it was a low budget movie. It was John Krasinski's uh, filming debut, like his directing debut. Okay. It's called The Hollers. Uh, okay. Anna Kendrick's in it. Hmm. Uh, there's actually it's it's a really good cast and um, really uh, powerful message. Um, so that was my number five. So th- those are my type of my favorite right. type of yeah, movies where here. you can walk out and kind of learn something. Right. You know, those and, are my favorite and like there's, movies. There's, also, there's an emotional appeal, you know, yeah. the sad part, but then there's a happy ending. So, I mean, it's 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 a really deep movie. Sure. I, I you got to like, what was it called one more time? The Hollers. Hollers. All right. I'll have to look out for that one. Um, number four for me, Fantastic Beasts. We saw it together. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I mean, I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan in the world. I, I like it a lot, but I thought it was a really good spinoff. Right. Absolutely. Can't knock it. My number four is The Jungle Book. Ooh. Yeah, had nice. a had an incredible cast. I didn't get um, to see this one. Yeah, so. the live action. It was really cool, really well done. Um, had a ton of box office success. Was it kind of darker than a, most a little some bit. people a little expected? Bit. Okay. So that was my number four. Okay. Number three for me, got to go Deadpool. And this is because I, I talked about it a little bit on the podcast when we broke down the Golden Globe nominations because it was up for movie of the year for comedy and or musical. But uh, just the fact that it kind of broke all the rules. Yeah. It had fourth wall breaks, a.k.a. soliloquies, whatever you want to call them. It had kind of nuances like the writers wrote in kind of in the beginning credits, like the real winners here, stuff like that. So. It really broke down the rules of, right. you know, the quintessential movie. And, it was and a I like that. Superhero movie that made fun of superheroes. Exactly. And it was rated R. So that, I mean, rated R, I think it was the highest gross rated R movie in history, maybe. I'm, I'm, uh, you I don't quote that. me on that one, but I think it, it did something like that. And you can't go wrong. Deadpool is really good. My number three, and these are honestly my favorite movies, are like true stories about yeah. stuff that, like, especially. We were alive for so mine is thirteen hours, which okay. also stars John Krasinski, who sure. you know directed number five for me. 
this is obviously about Benghazi and everything that was going on with that. But I thought they did a really good job of not making it a political movie about who was right, like who Hillary was wrong. Yeah. Right. Instead, they focused on the people that were there and what it took to survive. And you see that movie, and like at the end, like everybody's okay and they're like trying to get ready to get home, and you're just exhausted because you're like, oh my god, I just saw like Super an intense. hour straight of yeah. like just straight action and gunfire. <laughs> so. Uh, it is an incredibly well done movie, so that is my number three. Okay, number two for me, Rogue One. Okay, uh, you know I just thought it was perfectly done, and we're super Star Wars geeks, mm-hmm. and you know it was. That's all I can really say about it is that it was perfectly done. I don't think they could have done anything better, and I'm excited to see where spinoffs go from here. Right. So my number two is Civil War. Okay. I thought that was an incredibly well done Marvel movie. Um, obviously, you get the the introduced to the new characters of Black Panther. We get the new Spider Man, all sorts of other new characters. Ant Man was in it, so I mean, just a lot of different people from the Marvel universe that came together to make one movie. You gotta love that and, in Marvel yeah, movies, right? And it, like, incredible that they had that many characters and were able to make it all fit in the yeah. storyline, and it wasn't jumpy or anything like that. So. And it's also just now on Netflix. So if you oh. haven't seen it, go check it out. Nice. All right. My number one. Now, some people might not think this is kind of a film, but when you piece it all together, it's a film. <laughs> I'm going OJ Made in America. So Is that kind- the ESPN one? Yeah, the 30 okay. for 30. Yeah. So I was just glued to the TV when I saw this. I think they premiered the first three, and then they announced that they – Put them all on the ESPN app. I actually went and watched the last two right like back to back because I couldn't get enough of it. Uh, it was just, you know, it just drew me in so much right. and I learned a lot. I mean, I I was alive during that time, but I wasn't, I was a baby. So, right. I mean, it was cool to go back and learn some of those things and just hear from some of the people who were involved with that whole thing and pick up on some of the craziest details, man. Right. Like, I learned a lot, and I really enjoy those type of movies. Plus, it was sports. You got the whole entertainment. You got the sports. You got the murder. You got all of it together, and it was beautifully told, beautifully written. Uh, Great, great piece of work. Go check it out. OJ Made in America. And also, like, this is the year of OJ. It felt like everything came out of OJ. Exactly. Exactly. My number one is Rogue One. Um just incredibly well done. We uh, we talked about we it. We broke it down last week. Yeah, it was great. Week, so I don't need to go too much into detail, but just they let they ended it right where episode four starts. Uh, just hats off to them. They took something that I did not have high expectations for and just nailed it. So exactly. that is my number one movie of twenty sixteen. I I agree. All right, let's uh let's move on to TV shows. Um, so my number five. This was kind of like. I probably could have went ten on TV yeah. shows because I, I I watched quite a quite a bit TV, um, but my number five I'm gonna go House of Cards, mm-hmm. one of my all time favorite shows. And, you know Frank Underwood is just the all time character. Right. He's just amazing. Um, I put it low just because I mean there were a lot of great shows this year and um, it's kind of a recurring you know TV right. show. So I mean it doesn't have the the it factor right now because it's not brand new and everybody's not watching it at this moment. Come March, it'll be a different story. But uh, House of Cards, you can't go wrong. Number five. That will be on my list later. Okay. Um, For me, this one, so like, 
This is a talk show, so it's not yeah. like a TV That's show. That's fair. That's last week tonight with John Oliver. That's good. It's a good one. I miss John Stewart. John Stewart and The Daily Show is like one of my favorite shows. Hilarious. Yep. Can't miss. You know, you learn something as well as you laugh. Mm-hmm. John Oliver kind of obviously was a part of that. He helped write it and then was a correspondent on it. And now he's taken over the show on HBO where it's unfiltered. He can say anything, show anything. Um, and I think it's pure genius what they do. They talk about real meaningful topics in a funny and creative yeah. way. So that is my number five show. Okay. Number four for me. I, I kind of went HBO heavy on this list, yeah. but I ain't mad HBO's because HBO is my fave. Yeah. So uh, I went with The Night Of okay. with uh, Riz Ahmed, who was also in uh, Rogue One. It was technically a limited series, and they're talking like they might come with a season two. Who knows? But um, really, really good. Super dark. It keeps you guessing until the very end. And the ending kind of is left for you to interpret, which I kind of like. Some people don't like that, but I think it makes it more of, I don't want to say a groundbreaking show, but it makes it more kind of complex. And I like that. I like that in a show. And um, it was actually uh, James Gandolfini, who is Tony Soprano, which right. is my all-time favorite show. He was actually technically they put him on it as an executive producer, but uh, before he died, he was actually he actually played um, one of the lawyers in the pilot. But mm-hmm. it he obviously died, and it kind of felt the project fell through, and they had to recast it. But uh, so they kept him on, kind of just honorary right. executive producer, but very very. Good limited series. Go check it out. The night of. Okay. And for me, like I watch quite a bit of TV, but like the shows I watch, I've watched in the past. Okay. So like I just continue to watch those, and then like I add a show or two. Sure. So I haven't seen as many TV shows as you have. Uh, one that I added because I'm a huge 24 fan is Designated Survivor. Uh, sure. Kiefer Sutherland takes over. He becomes president after um, the State of the Union gets yeah. bombed and everybody dies. So. Uh, it was the very first season. Uh, I thought, you know, slow start, but really, really picked up and gets intense. And um, I'm excited for season two. And I think is that's it over be, now? Yeah, it okay. just ended. So. Okay, yeah, I, I was able to watch some of it. Yeah. I thought it was very good. So, yeah. All right, number three. I feel like this might be a little higher for you, but uh, the people versus OJ Simpson. Yep. Like you said, it's the year of OJ Simpson. Everybody was infatuated with that story. And uh, it came about in 2016. I thought it was superb acting, oh, yeah. very informative. I, I mean, not as informative as the right. 30 for 30, I thought, but I still kind of picked up on some things oh, yeah. that I obviously didn't know about. And uh, I thought Cuba Gooding Jr.'s performance was amazing. I thought John Travolta was good. Um, David Schwimmer was good. I mean, it had an amazing cast. I thought very well done. FX is really bringing yeah. in a lot of good shows. And uh, they they won with this one. So, number three for me. My number three is an interesting choice that probably a lot of people will disagree with, and that's The Blacklist. Okay. The show, like, I randomly was looking for a show on Netflix, and I was like, oh, I'll watch it. And it has one of the, like, coolest characters you'll ever see on a TV show. Uh, His name's Raymond Reddington, kind of the main character. He's just, like mysterious you don't really know what his backstory is but he's kind of like a badass and he has all these connections um and so it's just a really well done show um so that is my number that's in like a later season right it's not like yeah i think it's season four is on right now cool cool all right so number two for me another fx show i have atlanta by donald glover 
I just think Donald Glover, who is also Childish Gambino, for those of you who don't know, uh, I just think he is a genius. He was a writer. He might have directed some uh, episodes, and he also starred in it. I just think it was beautifully, beautifully written. I'm a screenwriter, and it just makes me want to become a better writer. It's that type of show. I love shows like that where the dialogue is so crisp, and it makes you kind of think. And this really did that. It was also very socially conscious with kind of a hint of comedy. So uh, it had kind of – it had a little bit of everything for everybody. And uh, it was very rap inf- influence, which obviously I like. Right. So, you know, it's, it's just a very, very well-done show. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. That's Atlanta. Number two for me. My number two is House of Cards. Love it. That is – 24 is my favorite all-time show, but this Ooh, is like... This number is, two? This is like gaining. Nice. It just... I thought... So this is what, season... We're going into four, I believe. Yeah. So season two was kind of a letdown. Okay. I thought season three really picked it up. This and one had more like real-life scenari- like right. scenarios of right. what's going on kind of right now. Yeah, so I, like I that. thought that was really cool. And yeah. then like his wife's like kind of starting uh-huh. to like be a total badass yeah so just uh, an amazing storyline can't wait for season four for sure okay and my number one show do you do you think you know what it is yeah westworld i kind of hyped it uh the past couple podcasts um it's another hbo show i'm just an hbo fan i, I love hbo shows. they can do so much they can it's so unedited exactly it's open so and i i like that sort of thing all again beautifully written very detailed and complex it was dark and it was kind of a hybrid between a sci-fi show. I mean, it was a sci-fi show. But at the same time, there are very real aspects to mm-hmm. the show. And um, super, super weird, I, I thought. If you're not into that kind of sci-fi, right. kind of weird show, you're probably not going to like it. But just the fact, how dark it was and how great and how beautifully written it was, I think you can't go wrong with it. And um, an all-star cast... And it's just amazing. I can't wait for uh, season two. Unfortunately, I have to wait till uh, 2018 for that. But it's going to be great. So Westworld, number one for me. And my number one is The People vs. OJ. Just incredibly well done. Like you said, the acting was just tremendous. The little storylines you see. Um, So just I I couldn't have been more satisfied with that type of TV show. Even so, some some things like you would have never even thought of, like when the jury came out in all black. Right. Like I had no idea that happened. Right. I don't even think I asked my mom. I was like, "Did that really happen?" She's like, "I don't know, but yeah. it was cool." And they just caught every little detail. Yeah. So, really, really impressed with that. So that is my number one show. Definitely. Um, I I have to throw out some, some honorable mentions just because I'm a big TV buff and I have some that I really wanted to put in my list, but it didn't quite make the cut. Um, Power off of Stars. Very, very good. It's kind of, I don't want to say it's popcorny, but it it, it it is because it's kind of flashy. But at the same time, it's dark and they can do what they want kind right. of as it was uh, if it were an HBO show. So uh, very good show. Uh, 50 Cent's the executive producer. I, I really enjoy it and I can't wait for the next season for that. Uh, I got to go Ballers. That's another HBO show, a 30-minute show. Really, really good. The Rock stars in that. And then I have to show some love for a little bit of Daredevil. Daredevil. So, all right. Um, did you did you make a list for top characters? I did. Okay. That was a tough list. Tough list for you? All well, right. Mainly because, you can go, like... You can start this one right. if you want. So, my number five, and let me preface this by saying I don't like this show. I don't even watch it. Okay. But when I did, like, 
this was obviously like the coolest character. Sure. That's Tyrion Lancaster from uh, Game of Thrones. Okay. That's the little short guy. Okay. He's an awesome character right. in that show. Like, if I were to ever watch it, it would just be to watch him. Sure. Now, let me, uh, going back to our top shows, I mean, a lot of people probably are mad if they're listening Game to this that it didn't that. make my list. I don't but watch the, Game of Thrones. That was strictly a list of what we had watched. Exactly. And I, a lot of people love Game of Thrones. And you're going to, this is very hypocritical for me to say, about to say this. I don't really like shows that really can't happen. And yeah. I, did, I say that, but I put Westworld as my number right. one. So, I mean, Westworld was really well done. I'm sure Game of Thrones is great. I just haven't gotten into yeah. it. So uh, that's that's what it is. But uh, number five for me is uh, Spencer Strassmore off of Ballers. That's The, the Rock. And uh, he's just an OG. He, I mean, he's funny. He's smart. He's just the leader. And really, that's another kind of flashy show. It's kind of the football version of Entourage, mm-hmm. and Entourage is one of my all-time favorite yeah, shows. Great show. Um, so I really enjoy that one, and Spencer Strassmore is a beast. So My number four is Marsha Clark. That is the prosecutor. She, she killed it, yeah. OJ Simpson, uh, People vs. OJ. She was spot on. I thought they did a really cool job of kind of like telling you her backstory. Yeah, I mean, they got into her life. I thought that was good. And I thought she was just tremendous uh, throughout the show. And just a character that honestly, it's like, wow. Like, you never really know much about her. Yeah. So, like, to find out a lot of information about her, I thought was really cool. And it's crazy how, I mean, these are lawyers. Right. And, you know, they become superstars. Yeah. Because this was on TV and this was so... Such this, a highly this what, coveted. This is what made case. the Kardashians. What I, I the Kardashians mean, exactly. Are. I mean, it's just it's crazy how people like her, they are they have a normal job yeah. and they become superstars overnight. Exactly, and I think it did a really the show did a really good job of kind of touching on that right. subject. So that was cool. Uh, number four for me, Frankie Underwood. F you. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I would vote for Frank Underwood. Oh, yeah, I mean, if I didn't know he killed anybody, spoiler, <laughs> sorry. Um, if you haven't watched House of Cards, get out of here. You're kind one, of an like... L word loser. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I he's one of the all time favorite characters. Oh, yeah. um, he's a little down on the list for me just because I mean the show's kind of been going on. Right. I had to throw him in there somewhere. Um, so Frank Underwood, number five. All right, my number three is Selena Meyer. That is Julia Lewis Dreyfus from Veep. Okay, she is. Uh, I think that show is like really close to like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. So it's got that like really funny like humorous stuff mm-hmm. going on, um, and she just kills it. She's, she's probably she's so do, perfect for that role. She'll probably kill it at the Golden Globes right. too. So and she has be... like the last couple of years. Yeah. So um, she is my number three. Okay. Number three for me, I'm gonna go Ghost from Power. This man is a beast, man. He is kind of, I don't want to say the Tony Soprano of that kind of gangster world, but he's the Tony Soprano of that kind of underground gangster world in New York that they're dealing with. He's smart, he's ruthless, but at the same time, he's kind of warm-hearted. You get both sides from him. Just an absolute OG. And uh, go check it out if you haven't seen that show on Stars. Highly recommend it. That's Power and uh, Ghost, number three. Uh, my number two is from Blacklist that I talked about earlier. That's Raymond Reddington. He's just this awesome dark character. Uh, he becomes like an FBI informant, and then in the later seasons, he's running from the FBI, and he just knows all these different people. And each episode is just a totally different storyline. So he's a really, really cool character, and I think that's a show that a lot of people maybe don't know about, but I think would really enjoy. Cool, cool. All right, so 
My number two, I'm going to go Earn Marks. That's Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Dan- Donald Glover from Atlanta. Uh, this this character is just super relatable. He's smart. Uh, he's he's low-key, really funny. And uh, he, the role he plays is he, he becomes the manager for his cousin, who is a rapper. So that's kind of the storyline. But I thought he's just an outstanding actor as well as a musician, and he's just killing 2016. But uh, Earn Marks in Atlanta. Go check out that show if you haven't. And my number one is the one and only Frank Underwood from Love House it. of Cards. Love he's it. just like he, he can't go wrong like, there. The coolest politician ever. Like you no. just you see the slimy side of DC and like it's just really cool. And he's just been an awesome character for three seasons. And so can I just say this one thing? So you know Uber facts on uh, Twitter. You yeah, know Uber yeah, facts on yeah. Twitter. So there has to be some validity to it because it has the verified check mark. It's it's right. obviously not. You know, one hundred percent, but it has to have some accuracy to it. But I read on there one time that Bill Clinton said that ninety nine percent of what goes on in this show, House of Cards, actually happens in politics. I believe it. They said that Frank Underwood's like loosely based off Chuck Schumer, which is like the senator, or senator rep, uh, House re- representative. I can't remember from uh, New York. Huh. So interesting. You know, it's he's just I love it. I love the way he schemes. Oh, he's yeah. the Tony Soprano of politics <laughs> for sure. It's great. So uh, that's your number one. All right, my number one is Robert Ford from Westworld. That's Anthony Hopkins. He is outstanding in this show. Um, he's super dark, super mysterious. We're led to believe he's actually the bad guy, but he in the end he actually turns out spoiler spoiler alert as the good guy. And in the end, he kills himself to kind of become a part of Westworld and become kind of the art that Westworld is. So uh, we're going to miss him in the second season, but he was an outstanding character. And Anthony Hopkins, he's just, he's great. So that's that's it for, uh, oh, we didn't do breakout artists. We need to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. You want to start this one? Yeah. So my number three is probably a surprise because this one kind of like my sports, it's, you know this person, and they're very well, like, famous, mm. and you actually are in love with this person. Okay. But, like... Am I actually they, in love, though? Yeah. They thought, like, okay. you, they, they took their acting to another level. They Like, they were way better than what they've been in the past. And my number three is Margot Robbie. Uh. <laughs> she... Uh, Suicide Squad is awful without her. They're gonna. Yeah. They decided because of her success in that that they're gonna do a spinoff just surrounding off, her. Yeah. yeah, I mean she just absolutely killed it in that. Um, she was in. She was in a couple other things, I believe. Yeah, too. I think she was in one with uh, Tina Fey. Yeah, I don't know if that. Yeah, came out. Uh, Whiskey Foxtrot Tango, yeah. which is actually a pretty yeah. decent movie. I saw that. Um, so. She she signed on to do some other things right, coming in the future. Right, so, so like she's again, killing it. She did really well in 2016. I think 2017 could be even better for. Her. I love Margot Robbie. Absolutely. You know, Who please get it? a divorce with your current guy <laughs> and marry your boy. I'm about to be a huge podcast star. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So number three for me. Uh, this I kind of went the route that I think they're going to have big 2017. Right. Um, this guy, I don't even know really what he's been in, but just based on the trailer, and I'm kind of low-key excited for this movie, Power Rangers. This is kind of the main Power yeah. Ranger. His name is uh, DeCray Montgomery, okay. and I, I just think if that movie does, does numbers, well. he's going to be a breakout star. So uh, check out Power Rangers in March. Right. So my number two is also, she's going to have her own spinoff, 
2017, and she's I think Uh-oh. she's gonna take over. Okay, that is Gal Gadot, who is of course one. She's smoking too. Yes, hot. She's she's got it all going. I think she's gonna. You're gonna see her really kind of like take over 2017. I could see that. I could see that. It'll be a battle between her and Margot. Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, this this next one, I don't even know if what else she's been in as well, but I think <laughs> with the success of this upcoming movie, I think she has a chance to be a big star. And that's uh, Kelly Rohrbach. And uh, again, she's super hot, smoking. Uh, she's going to be in the upcoming Baywatch movie with The Rock and Zac Efron. And uh, I, I, the trailer was hilarious. I yeah. loved it. Can't wait for that one coming up in uh, summer of 2017. So I think if that one does numbers, which I think it will, mm-hmm. I think she's going to be a big right. kind of breakout star. So My number one, and she... Has been around, and she had a really good 2016, and I kind of coined her as the next Jennifer Lawrence, and that's Amelia Clark yep. from Game okay. of Thrones. She was also in uh, Me Before You. Um, she's just very, very good, very talented uh, actress that I think is really, 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 maybe not just 20, I think she's going to be the star for many years to uh, come. And she like, signed on for the uh, Han Solo spinoff, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, she is that good of an actress, and... I'm excited to see kind of where her career goes, and I think uh, 2016 was a really big stepping stone for her. Okay. Number one for me, I got to go Riz Ahmed. Uh, He was in The Night Of, and he was in Rogue One. Based off of those in 2016, I I think this guy is going to be just a stud in 2017. I think he's going to – he has – the world is his, honestly. I mean, I think he's going to be a big breakout star in – 2017, and I think um, based off of the night of, based off Rogue One, two completely different characters, but um, I think he was outstanding in both of them, and I think that will lead to a big year the next year. So, you're gonna do the uh, who was your on screen giant? Okay, my on screen giant. This is kind of our MVP. Kind of, I coined that term. You like that? I did. All right. Uh, So, kind of our on screen giant. I have to go this guy. Uh, there was kind of another one who I toyed around the idea of putting in, but I couldn't get over The Rock's success, and that's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, he just killed it in 2016. The man was in Central Intelligence, Ballers, Moana, who, which is doing Unbelievable. big numbers right now. Um, he signed on to do a bunch in 2017, right. San Andreas 2. Um, Doc, Doc Savage was kind of a superhero-y movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's te- technically affiliated with uh, DC or Marvel, but it's an old superhero comic, and he's doing that. Uh, Fast and Furious 8, Baywatch, Dumanji. He's yeah. just he's killing it. He's all over the place. All over the place. And uh, he was named People Magazine's Sexiest Man of right. 2016. So uh, killed it. The right. Rock. My on-screen giant is... Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh. Okay, so we we didn't um we kind of yeah. wanted it to be a surprise for both right. of us revealing all this. So uh, hey, there we go, both of them. We like agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I came really piggyback off you because you, you nailed it. I mean, he just everything he did was just a, a huge success. Everything he touches is a success. Um, I thought I think I saw that he actually was also the Forbes richest actor. Okay, yeah. So, I nah, mean, just, yeah, that could be. Absolutely. Just had a wonderful year and I think you could go ahead and probably make the case he might be a repeat winner for 2017. Probably. probably. <laughs> so, I mean, who would be another even uh competitor? Maybe Kevin Hart? 
Yeah, he Kevin, was in, I mean, he Kevin was Hart in a lot kids. of movies. Yeah. The one kind of sleeper pick that I wanted was toying the idea with was Donald Glover. Yeah. I mean, he didn't really have – he wasn't big in the right. movies, but Atlanta and the fact that he had the album right. and he signed and on to – the stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy, and he signed on to a Star Wars spinoff. Yeah. He had a big 2016, so there's that. Um, so now we're going to kind of pay homage to the fallen actresses and actors – from uh, 2016 that passed away. Uh, number one, first and foremost, this is probably the one that hits right. us the most. Uh, it's Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia. She passed away. She had a heart attack on a plane, mm-hmm. and then a few days later uh, came out that she had passed away. So that's that's tough. Um, right off the bat, I mean, obviously we're, we're sad right. for her and her family, but uh, it'll be interesting to see where Star Wars goes right. from here. Um, it came out that she had actually already finished her role in episode eight so it'll be interesting to see how they touch on that if they're going to do anything in that one moving into episode nine so it'll be interesting to see there Um, another kind of sad little story uh her mother debbie reynolds who is uh also the star of singing in the rain passed away i think a day after or was it two Two days days. yeah two days after carrie fisher passed away and uh some people are saying well she did have a stroke but other people are saying that uh it was broken heart right. syndrome, and apparently her last words were, I want to be with Carrie. Um, so that's that's pretty deep, and uh, RIP to both of them. We also have Gene Weidler, who is uh, Willy Wonka, Alan Thicke, Alan Rickman, who is uh, Snape, Florence Henderson, uh, she was Mrs. Brady in The Brady Bunch, uh, Zaza Gapoor, uh, Anton Yelchin, who was in the new Star Trek, mm-hmm. Ricky Harris, who is a famous black actor, comedian uh he did great stand-up um doris roberts who was in everybody loves raymond gary marshall from happy days and the odd couple and uh kenny baker who uh, played the initial r2d2 so uh r.i.p to all of those people and uh, anybody who really stands out and you have great memories from i think like the one the one that like was really hard was alan rickman i think you know, he has like the most powerful line in Star Wars or Star Wars, uh, Harry Potter when yeah. he's, he says, always, you know, and then the bad guy, Gon Tuber and uh, uh, Die Hard. I mean, he just was one of the greatest bad guy actors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought he, he was just a phenomenal talent. And I thought that, that was um, a real shock to the system. And then obviously Debbie Reynolds, um, you know, two days after your daughter dies. Imagine for her son who has to now plan two funerals. I mean. I can't even imagine that. Um, you know, my favorite role of hers was uh, the grandma in Halloween Town, the Disney yeah, movie. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's she, right. I, I always loved those movies growing up. So, um, you know, a lot of big names. And uh, it's, uh, 2016 lost a lot of good people. Yeah. Um, so. That's why people are dubbing it one of the worst yeah. years. Yeah. You know, it's too bad. It's too bad. So, all right. Uh, moving along, let's uh, do some sports moments. Yep. So, uh, we, we pick three here. So, my number three is uh, Michael Phelps coming back in the Olympics and he wins gold at the Rio Olympics. I, I don't know how many times to be exact. Three, right. maybe? I think he uh, won like four or five. Four or five, okay. Either way, he came back You know, after he kind of had the whole marijuana right. incident and uh, people were... I think he went to drug rehab. Too. Drug rehab, you know, but it was really cool how he came back and he kind of killed it. Right. He had that moment where uh, his rival... Can't remember what from what uh, country. Australia. Is that what it was? Yeah. He was kind of dancing in front of him, being right. all cocky, and uh, 
Michael Phelps came back and uh, got that dub. Yeah. So that was really, really cool. Can't go wrong there. Yeah. My number three sports moment is Peyton Manning riding off into the sunset. That's a good one. The Super That's a good Bowl one. I didn't think of that one. Huge Peyton Manning fan, so it was really cool that uh, his last career game, he, he wins the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, and just another notch on his outstanding Hall of Fame career. Okay. Cool. Um, number two for me, I have LeBron's game-saving block in Game okay. 7 of the NBA Finals. Really, his I personally think the defining moment yeah. in his career. I mean, he comes yeah. back to Cleveland, and uh, he puts the team on his back, and he makes a clutch defensive play, yeah. which he's I mean he's known for. Right? He's known for. So, uh, yeah, game seven block, and they end up winning the game, and gotta love LeBron. So my number two is the Warriors blow a three-one lead. Oh, <laughs> so it's kind of the opposite. Yeah, like, <laughs> I like you know, it. Just the the. Obviously, the LeBron angle, I mean, hats off to him. One of my favorite athletes, you know, going back to Cleveland, fulfilling your promise to those people. Everything he's done for that community is amazing. Uh, but the Warriors, I mean, had the greatest regular season of all time. They're up 3-1, you know, oh, it's over, and they completely blow it. Yeah, and now forever, crazy. it's now always. Now it's just like a meme. Gold, yeah, Golden State blew it through. Yeah. You know, so exactly. That is my number two. Actually, did you see, I can't remember uh, what city. The Cleveland. Well, oh, it was yeah, Cleveland, yeah. the, the newspaper the, yeah. who, like, X'd out yeah. the 3 one yeah. Oh, wait, it's just muscle memory. Yeah, 14-point lead. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. That great. Oh, my God. All right. I think, should we yeah, collectively number, yeah. do number one? Because yeah. both of our number ones, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Chicago Cubs World Series. Go Cubs. Go Cubs, go. Go Cubs, go. Oh, you can't go wrong right. there. We're huge Cubs fans. And uh, just, just that years. whole World Series. They were down 3-1. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> The fact, the whole game seven. I mean, oh, yeah. I haven't been around for all of the World Series, but that has oh, yeah. that was insane. Um, my butthole puckered up, yeah, pretty pretty was, hardcore. From you know Dexter Fowler leading the game off with a home run to getting a, like a comfortable lead, and you're like, oh my god, we're gonna win the World Series, yeah. and then they come storming back, and you're like, oh my god, another we have to year, wait another year. <laughs> the rain delay and everything, and Chapman being tired. It was just uh, an incredible World Series. Um, and then just to end just the a great story. years, yeah. yeah. Just. Hey, ESPN, if you're looking for a guy to do the 30 for 30, shout out <laughs> at your boy because I will do it in a heartbeat. I have some good ideas. Trey Lesio, hit me up. All right, so uh, let's I, – I just threw out some other kind of honorable mention moments. Uh, the USA Olympic team uh, and for gymnastics just dominating. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. You can't go wrong with Tiger Woods' return to golf. And then we also have Kobe drop 60 in his mm-hmm. final game. So uh, some cool ones there. Um, so let's do some breakout athletes. Right. So you said that you had you were yeah. pretty stressed out with this yeah. one. Yeah, so there was a lot. So at number three, I actually have three people. I actually have two people. Okay. So that's awkward. And these, these people are, uh, they're like, everybody knows who they are. Okay. They were already really good players. So is, did you do the whole, they had a big 2016 or they're going to have a big 2017 or kind of both? Mine was mainly like they had a really good 2016. Okay, okay. So for these three people, they had they had, they have had good careers. But 2016, they elevated their game to a whole other level. Okay. So okay. the first one was Patrick Kane of the Chicago Blackhawks. All right. First American-born hockey player to lead the NHL in goals and points. Cool. He... Everybody knew he was offensive talent, but he led the NHL in goals and points, and that I mean, just completely elevated his game to a whole Sweet. other level. Number two on that list was Kyrie Irving. 
uh, everybody knew he could score, but then to go into the game finals probably hit the biggest shot of his career, the biggest shot of the series to to clinch, you know, game seven. Um, and then, he, I mean, he's making a case for MVP this year. So Kyrie Irving, and then last but not least, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Tremendous star, tremendous talent. He was always a star. Yeah. But now he's a bona fide superstar. I mean, he might average a triple-double I mean, this year. Is it safe to say he's leading the Yo, he's going to be an MVP. For MVP. Yeah. I mean, he could miss 15 games and he'd still win MVP. Yeah. I mean, he, that's how good of a year he's been. So all three of those people were well-established, really good players. Yeah. And I think they take it to the superstar level. Awesome. All right. Now, I kind of did uh, a little bit of an opposite. I did more so for 2017 with these yeah. picks. Um, so not really in any order. I, I only have two, actually. But uh, – Leonard Fournette, I think, I mean, he didn't have the greatest year for college football this year, but uh, I think he'll probably be the first running back taken in the NFL draft. And I just have a good vibe off of him. Mm -hmm. I think he could break out and be the next Ezekiel Elliott, that type of talent. Um, I get weird comparisons to, like, Bo Jackson from this guy. I mean, obviously he didn't. I I mean, people said that. He didn't live up to that, obviously, in college. But uh, I really do think he could be a good pro if he could stay healthy. And... uh, so, yeah, look out for Leonard Fournette in 2017. Come. Yeah, and then another 2017 guy to look out for is my boy uh, Kyle Schwarber. Come. You know, I think he's going to come off the injury in a big way. He had kind of a brief postseason appearance, which I thought that's another cool right. storyline for the Cubs. But I think he's going to come off that and have just a great 2017. I hope he can find, like, a solidified positions. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. All right, so then I have some other ones. Oh, you have some more? Go yeah. for it, yeah. Um, so, like, these two really broke out in 2016 from, like, no one had really heard of them to just now they're everywhere. One is Simone Biles, the yep. Olympic gymnast. Yep. Um, and the other one is Katie Ledecky, the Olympic swimmer. Oh, yeah. Um, those two just dominated the, the Olympics. Yeah. And I love summer Olympics, man. Oh, yeah, they're, yeah. they're amazing. Yeah. Um, those two completely took over the Olympics. They won, I think, every event they were in. I mean, yeah, they Ledecky them. was, like, done swimming and other people still had laps to go. I mean, like, it was just impressive to watch her. And then someone Miles was flying through the air. Uh, then my other one kind of honorable mention was Dak Prescott. Okay. Uh, you know, from a fourth-round pick to the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys to leading them to the best record in the NFL. I mean, just hats off to him. He's ki- uh, yeah. he's killing it. He's, so that he's was, a beast. So that was kind of my honorable mention. All right. Let's do a sports all-star of 2016. Come. Um, so mine – Gotta go, my boy, Chris Bryant. I, I kind of have a Cubs theme yeah. going here a little bit. You know, the man had 121 runs, 176 hits, 39 home runs, 102 RBIs. He was the NL MVP, and he was a World Series champ. Right. He had a big 2016, and uh, he, he killed it. I think he's also mm-hmm. going to have a big 2017, right. hopefully at least. I have co-MVPs. Okay, okay. that's good. My number one is Michael Phelps. Okay, like it. You know, to end your career that way, to come back, uh, you know, hats off to you, Michael Phelps. You're probably the greatest Olympian of all time. Yeah. My number two is LeBron James because of LeBron what he James. did, what he did for Cleveland, making the promise, coming back, beating Golden State the way they did. Hats off to you, LeBron. You are my co MVP of 2017. ESPN. If you're looking for another thirty for thirty <laughs> about that subject, <laughs> your boy's ready. <laughs> Trey Lesio, hit me up. All right. Um, so yeah. So uh, yeah. So we're gonna pay a little homage to the sports people who fell in 2016. Uh, biggest one, the hardest one for all of us is the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali. Um, 
I remember watching that whole tribute, that whole week on yeah. ESPN and the whole funeral procession. Just very, very surreal, very, very sombering, and uh, he will be missed greatly. Then uh, Arnold Palmer, then uh, Craig Sager, who just passed fairly recently. Um, he he was a staple in the journalism game. He had the swaggy the, the, uh, suits. the suits. You can't go wrong there. Pat Summit, who just paved the way for women's coaches. Mm. She was an all-star for Tennessee. And then you got Buddy Ryan and uh, Jose Fernandez. So uh, actually, it was kind of crazy. We went to uh, my brother and my dad. We went to uh, the Cubs-Cardinals final home game of the regular season. And uh, that was that game was played the day after he right. passed away. And on the sign, we, we obviously took a picture in front of the sign, and it said "R.I.P. Jose mm-hmm. Fernandez." So that's kind of I mean right. I'll remember that for a long time, and uh, that's just a sad moment too. Right. I so. think the Jose Fernandez is probably the hardest one, just because he was so young. So young, and he just yeah. Came it was tragic. Yeah. Um, so and that, he was one of the best pitchers. Right. I mean, I mean he crazy. had huge potential. I yeah. mean, just. Uh, a terribly sad thing that happened for sure. Uh, Muhammad Ali, just the impact on so many people from you know, not re- even sports, but right, just politically right. and you know, refusing you know. to go to Vietnam yeah. and standing up for his religious beliefs to being thrown in jail and yep. coming back. Uh, you know, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Everybody knows that yeah, because I mean, of Muhammad Ali. Yep. Um, and then the the Craig Sager one is also a tremendously sad one. I mean, you talk about a guy that lived his life every day. Like it was his last. I mean, just full of energy. Um, you know, he made sideline reporting cool. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I mean, that's just, yes, a couple questions. No one really pays attention. But when Craig Sager's there, you you pay attention. And he was a pro's pro. Right. You I mean, every, you, nobody ever had one bad thing. To, he, even Greg Popovich like Exactly. That. I mean, so just, um, it was really cool that he was able to do that finals last year, that uh-huh. ESPN and um, um, a, or TNT. TNT you know, linked up to get that done. So yeah, uh, definitely. Really sad year for uh, some really amazing people. In exactly, exactly. Um, all right. So moving on to kind of wrap up our list of 2016. Um, let's kind of do some life moments. Do you have some life moments? I, I, I've got three. Okay. All right. So number three, I coached high school football back in Columbia, Missouri, um, and right at the beginning of the year, right before we went to camp, or head football coach Arnell Monroe uh, passed away. And it was a tremendously sad thing. We were uh, a rebuilding uh, program. (laughs) By three years there, we had won, we won two games, but this year we did get a win. Um, And just kind of the players, you know, you know, this is for Spank and chanting his name. And it was a really cool moment. It was really touching. And I was just glad for uh, really for that senior class that kind of grew up under him. Um, So that was my number three moment. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so, I mean, I have three, not in any order right. or anything. Um, you know, I, I graduated college. That's always a good thing. That's um, also on my list yeah. as well. So. I mean, graduated college. I'm just going to reel mine off okay. if that's cool with you. Uh, I mean, I graduated college. I got a job in radio, something I'm very passionate about. And uh, I'm able to continue work on this blog, this podcast, and also my screenplays. Uh, very passionate about that. Very passionate about just creating right. and just the fact that I can – you know, have a job doing something that I want to do, you know, the potential of what I want to do, and as well working on my personal brand, stuff I want to do, stuff I'm passionate about, screenplays, all that. Um, so, you know, just hashtag blessed. Right. Yeah. So can't go wrong there. 
my last one was just uh, moving back home. I went to the University of Missouri, lived in Columbia for uh, five or six months after I graduated. But uh, moving back, uh, you know, obviously being We're around glad friends back, and family, uh, being able to do this podcast, you hey. know, all sorts of things. So, uh, you know, go. just glad to be back. We're glad to have you, homie. All right, and then let's do kind of, do you have a wish list yeah. for 2017? I, I, I had fun with this one. So. Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah, so all right, I'll do. Uh, I'll just throw out my first one. Okay. An Eminem album, please, for the love of God. My first one was. Is that Eminem yours album. too? Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we're huge stands, right. basically, and uh, I mean, he kind of hinted. He he put out the. Campaign I don't know speech. if it's a track or I don't right. know if it's a freestyle. It's actually on Apple Music now. Okay. If anybody so wants yeah, technically, to it. technically a, uh, a song, I guess, yeah. whatever. But uh, with like that, a freestyle. yeah, it, it was there wasn't really a beat. It was kind of weird, right. but uh, definitely bars oh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, with that, he tweeted out, "Don't worry, I'm working on a right. new album." So it got everybody speculating. And uh, I would love, love, love a uh, album from Eminem in 2017. But let me just go one step further. I would love for it to be kind of like a gathering of all of his friends. Oh, I think yeah. that'd be cool. Kind of like how Kanye does on his albums, like right. he brings everybody together. So I think it'd be sick to see like a, a Lil Wayne feature. You know, 50. he's done that in the past. Fifty, Dre, bring Exhibit, right. uh, Snoop Dogg, bring uh, Rihanna on a song. That's uh, bring recent Big Sean on one too. Yeah, Big, Big Sean Detroit do a Boys. Detroit part two. That'd be. I mean, there's so much you can do with Eminem right. and uh, give us some of that old school Eminem vibe. Yeah. That'd be cool. I just give us an Eminem album, please. Seventeen. Okay. All right, um, so next, I have this is a very big one for me. Uh, I want Logic's Africa Aryan, which is his next album. He's announced that is the title. And just based off of that, I believe it's going to be very racially motivated. Mm-hmm. And he's biracial. He looks white, but he's also black. That's, and he raps about it. Yeah, and that's well, heavily yeah. involved with right. his music. So I want this album, if it's going to be this, if that's going to be the name of it, I want this to be on the same level as To Pimp a Butterfly. I okay. want it to be cohesive. I want skits. I want a, I want him to tell a story. But I want it. I, I, I like politically motivated albums. Right. And I think if he does that, um, it would be the perfect time for that. You got the you got the shootings. You got you know the racism. You got Trump. You got all this. Right. Um, so I think it'd be the perfect time for that. And uh, also, when I actually got to meet Logic, when I um, went to his incredible true story concert in Minnesota this earlier this year, he actually kind of, he didn't promote it, but he was kind of hyping it. He said, this album is going to be about love. It's going to be about this. It's going to be about life. And it, it just blew me away. I can't remember his exact quote, but I have high hopes for this right. album. It's going to be crazy. So yeah, you got, you got another one? Uh, yeah, I have quite a few. Okay. Uh, we can mine, go back and forth in this one. Uh, mine is for uh, the Dallas Cowboys, Chicago Cubs, and Chicago Blackhawks to win a Dang, you're going all three at the same time. <laughs> well, the Cubs already kind of did it. Cowboys have a chance. Yeah, um, they definitely have a chance. So, you know, that's just a selfish. Well, that's, uh, I, going off of that, the next one on my list is uh, another Cubs World Series. Uh, I, don't, I don't care if I'm it a dynasty. Let's make it a dynasty. That would be insane. And, I mean, I think it's definitely possible. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of people back, so. It could be cool. Um, my next one is for Notre Dame to fire Brian Kelly <laughs> and uh, turn things around for God's sake. Uh, no pun funny. intended because they're God's school. <laughs> yeah. Praise. But, uh, mine is for a Drake and Kanye collab album. Ooh, they have talked I mean, about it in the past. They have talked about it. Uh, they live down on their neighbors, apparently. 
Huh. I didn't so, know that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so would you rather have that than the Kendrick J. That was another one. On that was another one. List. Okay. Sorry. So, no, that's fine. Yeah. So you know, just that'd be cool. You want you want let's get the let's get the best let's collab together. I like that. I I would be cool with that. Uh, my next one's kind of a kind of a weird one. I mean, I'm not super passionate about it, but I think it'd be cool. Uh, I kind of want like a kind of a series of movies just to kind of I want to start out watching it and finish it okay. till the end. So I want Power Rangers to be that kind of series that I start, and I really want it to have the same vibe as Transformers. I kind of talked about that right. in a previous podcast. Yeah, it looks similar to it. Yeah, I mean, if if it goes the PG-13 route, I think it definitely has potential to do that, and I really hope. It has those same kind of vibes. Right. So that's another one. Um, are you are you Audi? Are you out? No, I got one. You more. have one more. Okay. It is for us to give no attention to the Kardashian family. Okay. Don't let them be famous. Don't in don't let don't let Taylor Sheehan shout out. <laughs> Listen, watch keeping up with Kardashians. I know that'll let's, be tough. Let's not keep up with them. Let's forget about them. <laughs> I agree. We are better than that as a society. We are for sure. That is my last my my biggest and final wish okay. for twenty seventeen. I like that. All right, I have uh, three kind of more personal ones a little bit. Uh, So, I mean, I would love for one of my screenplays to uh, get picked up. And I think I I have the tools to do it, and I'm working on a mob movie right now. And I'm really happy with how it's turning out. So uh, I would really love for to pitch that and for it to get picked up. So we'll see about that. I currently have a Twitter campaign going to get on uh, Big Brother. Yeah. I would love to get on Big Brother. Yo, CBS, if you're listening in, <laughs> shout out. Your boy is meant for Big Brother. So uh, to get on Big Brother 19 is definitely a goal and definitely a, a dream. And then, you know, last one. Let me get a little fine dime to give me head and tail. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to the clan anthem. Uh, your boy needs a girlfriend. A girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> this this Tinder game ain't working though. So you know, shout out, ladies. Your boy's about to be the biggest podcast star in the world. <laughs> so yeah, that's about it. Um, and then just to kind of wrap things up, I kind of have a little list of projects that I'm looking forward to in 2017. If you want to piggyback and say, I'm looking forward to that too. That's cool. But uh, the Young Pope TV show. Okay. My mom thinks it's sacrilegious. You don't have to believe in it to watch it, and I right. think it looks really good. Obviously, Star Wars Episode Eight that's Absolutely. coming out December of 2017. Can't wait for that. I already talked about Power Rangers, Baywatch, Justice League, Logan, mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Man, Homecoming, and then Dunkirk, which is Christopher Nolan's war film, which I think looks really dark and really good. Albums, I got Africa Aryan by Logic, I Decided by Big Sean, which he recently kind of announced, more Life by Drake. King Push by Pusha T. When is that ever going to come out? Hopefully 2017. And then maybe one of the most sought-after rap albums, The Carter Five. Will it, will it see light in 2017? Who knows? We'll find out. And then House of Cards in uh, March. That's always a good one to look forward to. Um, so that uh, concludes our... The one uh, thing I'd like to add. Okay, add, add I want to know what the last spinoff is going to be for Star Wars. Yeah, tell us. Tell us, Star Wars. <laughs> All right, well, uh, this has been uh, the best of 2016 Are You Entertained podcast. It's been a great 2016. Bigger and better things 
for Are You Entertained in 2017. It's not only going to be a podcast, it's going to be a brand. We're going to have content. Hopefully we'll have videos. We'll have weird projects here and there. We're going to blow up, I'm telling you, so hop on the bandwagon right now. Um, we have some things in the works currently that I won't announce until they're official, but uh, we're definitely making moves, so hop on right now. I am Trey Lesti of the Dawn of Entertainment with your boy, Brandon Ogden. It's been a great 2016. 2017 will only be better. Stay safe. <laughs>